samples crazy. Out the gate to a Bentley Got me feeling like AJ at Wembley I got a house in the sticks, I'm living stress-free God bless me, guide me, protect me I'm in a booth so long I just forget sleep I used to have 10 cats by the Westbury When I used to share a bedroom with Wesley Stay at home, remember nanny used to beg me But from young I've been involved heavily I jump out on it off Lexi Trapping ain't dead, the chap fed me Trappin' ain't dead, the trap fed me Blonde bag on a Montana and a song sadder Don Dada, my long hammer, my companion I get active, I've been back to it's on camera They just act when it's on camera More ego than sense, grand court is suspense In a hootie, I intense, I've been doing this I grip the Tracy, let her sky like a stewardess You'll never know what I've been through for this See the streets, it's something that I'm fluent with Gifts and curses I man to see my dogs in hearses I pray in masjids My boy's mum's crying churches And they wanna live this life on purpose Go find some purpose Shh, i done so much bird Now I'm fly on purpose Welcome back to another episode of the Black Notes podcast It's myself, Steph I'm here with a uh, with a special guest, feel like it's the right person for um, for today's episode. I'm joined by by Akeem. Akeem, how are you? How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I feel blessed. I feel honoured and privileged to be on your podcast, man. Thank you very much for inviting me and uh, sharing some time with me, man, to talk music. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I love that. Love. I love that. I feel I feel like I feel like you and I have um, we have similar similar tastes. So we come from we come from different backgrounds. Um, but I feel like for for, the, for today's episode, like we'll be speaking about like um, like our backgrounds, our our heritage, and like how we kind of grew up around music, and how our heritage kind of changed our our taste, how it kind of altered our taste, and I guess how we'll kind of pass on our knowledge to like our I guess if we do end up having kids, how we kind of pass it on to our our families. Um, so I guess like to, to kind of start to kind of start off with um I feel like my I I grew up I grew I grew up listening to like my dad my dad had like he had like the maddest the maddest like vinyl collection so we we from like a young age I remember listening to like like different like various like Bob Marley tracks Gregory Isaacs um uh, Desmond Decker and then I f- I feel like um at some stage I kind of took on when I started listening to music myself and I started exploring like 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 the industry and, and different genres I feel like I kind of took that on and then I kind of kind of branched out to um I think I think I, I'm guessing it was, it was hip-hop and then eventually eventually grime and then I feel like as soon as I found like my taste and what kind of suited me um I could have fully I fully I fully I fully embraced I fully embraced it but then I still kind of find myself kind of going back to um to like the 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 reggae, but um I feel like um it didn't it didn't kind of alter my sound that much. But I feel like I've I've always been like fully involved in um in specific genres that that kind of relate to me and my current time and my current era. I'm not too sure what it was like for you. Um, what did you what did you kind of grow up listening to? Do you know what? I'm gonna get to that, but I'm really interested to know because obviously um, your family is a big part of of my life, and I'm really interested to know 
like when what was what was the setting? So when your dad put on this on the vinyls, like was everybody around? Was it like he put on the vinyls and it was just like we're cleaning up or we're dancing in the living room? What, what was the vibe there? That's actually that's actually a really good question. Um, if we woke if we woke up to music here, yeah, I think you I think you know that like yeah, someone someone's cleaning. Uh, we have to get up and help. Um, yeah. So that's more time like 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 on a Saturday a Saturday morning, or like after church on a Sunday. But uh, okay. yeah, we did. It. He he never really he never really played it as like a a vibe thing. So like where people are around, and like you slap on like you slap on like one of his vinyls and stuff. It was always mm-hmm. like he was he was up doing something. My dad's like a, he was an active person, so he's either fixing something or building something or or we're cleaning. Whereas mm. if we wake up and we hear like um, like praise or worship, then we'll know that yeah, yeah my mom's in the kitchen. She's either cooking okay. or she's cleaning something. And then same thing again. We know that, yeah, it's going to be a long day that we have to get up and, and help. But um, yes, when we when we did have like kind of like parties at, at the house or when we were vibes and I can't really remember what type of what type of tracks we were playing. Um I feel like it, it, it was whatever, whatever was was current. Um yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. I like off, off the top of my head, I just literally remember like my dad having like, literally like it looked like hundreds of of different vinyls. But then there's just like specific songs. So he had like all these different like albums and singles from from um, Bob Marley, um, especially Gregory Isaac. I feel like probably Gregory Isaac's more than um, more than Bob Marley. And yeah. I feel like, okay. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. And I feel I like that's. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, like that song, like when I hear songs like that, yeah, it just goes over and over my head. Like it just takes me back to like when we were living in like Tottenham and then East Ham, and yeah, it just brings back so many memories. And I feel like that's okay. why I kind of decided to start collecting. That's why I t- tried to start collecting the music myself. So since probably two thousand and like two thousand eleven, I started collecting CDs and I started collecting vinyls. Um, I think I did that because because my because my dad did it, and I guess I'm hoping that that kind of gets passed down to like my kids, and then they kind of shape their own music taste. So they'll probably I don't know what genre will be out, or if there'll be some yeah. sort of new genre that they'll be kind of heavily involved in. But I'm sure that will end up having and that will end up happening. But mm-hmm. I've always just wanted to kind of have that just in case, so they can kind of understand how I was influenced by by music. That's nice, brother. That's that's rich. Like I can, I can, I feel like I'm in the living room and I'm seeing <laughs> all of this color. Um, yeah. For me, for me, um, so I grew up with my mum. My dad's always been in my life. Uh, yeah. but we just lived in separate houses. So my mum, she was like really eclectic, and so so my mum put me onto Amy Winehouse. Oh, big wow. up, Yeah, she used to run uh, Simply Red. I don't know if you know Nick Cutnell, Simply Red. She used to run him a reggae group called Morgan Heritage, Dennis Brown. So I came from like an eclectic sound, man. There was lots of different music going on in my house. But if I'm honest, out of the two parents, my dad was the biggest like uh, music enthusiast. I feel like my music identity has definitely been shaped by my dad and also my brother, Um, my older brother. Yeah, so my dad was playing like, I remember just going to his house, yeah. I never forget it because like, my dad was big on if I ever swore in public, I I know that it's it's a beat down. You get me? Like yeah. you can't be swearing. Swearing is off the it's just it's not allowed, isn't it? Yeah. So I never did. But 
he was always playing like Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style. And I'm thinking, hold on a sec, this album is sick, but it's just got bare crosswords. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, that was one thing I never really understood. There was always a disconnect. But I just yeah. remember hearing that. I remember hearing uh, a lot of Snoop, a lot of Tupac, uh, Dr. Dre, the Connick album. He used to spin that one, a regular. And there's a group called Zap and Roger. I don't know if you've heard of them. I've heard of them, yeah. Compute. Computer love, Computer right? love, yeah, yeah, I've heard, to, I've heard, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, used to run that one a lot. Um, there's a guy called David Lyndon Hall, uh, rest his soul. Uh, he's got a song called Sexy Cinderella. My dad used to play records like that. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of hip hop, a lot of jazz, a lot of Miles Davis, a lot of um, Herbie Hancock, Stevie Wonder, Anthony Hamilton. Bro, like it's, it's mixed and varied. Mm. It's mixed and varied. So I, f- I feel like I was exposed to a lot of music. Yeah. I was exposed to like funk in like a group called Parliament, uh, like funk, Parliament Funkadelic. That's like super like out there and weird. And you got these black guys in space boots and long hair and looking <laughs> like prints and stuff with lift like colors in their hair and stuff. But I was exposed to all of this. Uh, and my favorite musician is a guy called Gil Scott Heron. Mm. And a lot of people call him the godfather of hip hop. It's a name that he rejects. But he, like my dad put me on basically. I remember yeah. being at his house and I think he played, I think he played a song called, I can't actually remember. I think it might've been Whitey on the moon, but Gil Scott Heron's most famous for the song called the revolution. The, the revolution will not be televised. Um, but I think he played a song called Whitey on the moon and Gil Scott Heron's a musician that kind of talks about um, politics and the time. And he's very like vocal and he delivers it in a way that for me was just, new and sick and I was just learning about the injustices of the world yeah and I was hearing this man talk kind of in my language if that made sense it was palatable palatable to me so so yeah man my dad my dad has a massive influence on me and my older brother he um used to make music and he'd listen to some of the old tunes that my dad was playing and he'd like he'd listen to them and then he'd like get the samples and go with his mates make these beats together and all of these different sounds and, and and vibrations that I was hearing like definitely shaped me yeah. um yeah so that's my that's my kind of introduction to music I suppose yeah I, I feel like I feel like with with you um like knowing you and like knowing like your career and like your interest in music I feel like there's literally like a direct link between uh what your parents listen to and kind of the sound that that you listen to now you're still like you're still like a hip-hop fan like right you're still like a yeah a, a big fan of, of uk music i think it was interesting yeah. um um yeah before before we get on to like um what your dad put you on i think it's interesting that like like your mom put you on to um onto amy winehouse um, yeah man i never like, i never forget it we were driving yeah. in her Al- audi i can't remember the name the, the, the model but it's a audi that i helped her get because she yeah. listened to me when i was a kid i don't know why but we got this car up in chiswick and we was riding back and she had this CD on and it's Amy Winehouse. I was like, bro, this girl's got some, got some rhythm, got some yeah, soul. Yeah, honestly. And I, I, I just never forget it. It's one of the memories that stick in my head, man. Vivid. I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like her music, it, um, I feel like it connects, like, I feel like it connects, it connects generation. Like it connects yeah. our parents' generation to our generation. Because and I feel like that's why people like messed with her music so much. And that's why her sound mm-hmm. was, was so, so unique. Like, I can still remember hearing um hearing her her music for the first time. I just remember thinking, like, yo, like this lady is cold. Like she's seriously, seriously cold. And yeah, obviously it's it's unfortunate, it's unfortunate like what what how her how her how her career and how her life ended. But mm-hmm. it's music like hers that I feel like it can it could just it, like I feel I could, 
it lives I, I on fully, bro it's timeless yeah exactly timeless. I, could fu- I, I could fully see like like in 10 years time like people on stages will still be spinning their music and people mm-hmm. will still like musicians still come up saying ah I was influenced by um, by her music and or you get new artists that kind of sound similar to her but um yeah, moving on to moving on to your dad, I think it's really interesting that like he put you onto to so much like to so much so much rap, so much rap, so much so much hip hop. I yeah, feel like man. me, um, I was only put on to yeah, I was only put on to rap from, from my like my my brother and my sister, um, and that's okay. just down to um, was it even was it even MTV base? It was like channel channel U. We had MTV base for like a few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember sitting in front of the TV and just literally just going through music video videos and just listening to different tracks. I remember, like, Ludacris was my favorite rapper for a time. I remember Method Man. Okay, okay. like a lot of a lot of Missy Elliott, and then um, I remember the day Fifty Cent came out. I feel like that changed. That game changed changer. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game game so changer. when I heard um like in the club, rah <laughs> rah like who's this? I remember I thought I, thought, I used to think Fifty Cent was I don't know why. But I used to think Fifty Cent was a group, so then um, I heard. I, I hear, I hear, I hear. <laughs> I have no idea why, and I heard, I heard, I heard in the club, and I was like, okay, this is this is a bit, a bit <laughs> different to what a bit different to what like I usually hear. And then from there, like especially like especially like my older brother, like he with Fifty Cent, he kind of took off, and it just to me it just opened up this like just op- opened up like gangster rap to me, and then. Mm. And I feel like at that time, I think Grime was was, was gaining um, was gaining um, recognition. But I feel like at the time, that's what kind of um, that's what kind of like that's what I kind of embraced the most. That's what I kind of was attached to the most. And then as soon as as soon as Grime, um, yeah, as soon as Grime took off, I was I was fully 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 in in that corner. And e- even to now, I feel like it's kind of branched out to kind of. UK drill. I know I always somehow I always end up talking about UK drill, but I feel like um, even this week, like like planning planning this episode, I felt like I feel like um, I feel like grime gets so much stick here from the generation that grew that grew up on grime, and it just made me think that I feel like people are forgetting like how grime started. I feel like the way grime started and the way drill started is so similar, but people are forgetting why and how it started. People are forgetting like, the type of lyrics, um, the type of issues that grime artists face. And I feel like people are kind of being unfair to um, unfair to draw artists. And I just what? feel like because as the as the grime generation has grown up, we now have an, we now have more of an opinion. We're now more aware musically, but I still feel like that's not an excuse to kind of forget as to um, as to how, how, how it come up and how like the younger generation, like this is their time and, this is the music that kind of resonates to them, to them the most. Yeah, I think, I think it's just a different, like, like life and everything is always like trends. It's mm. all loops and roundabouts for me. And I think when, when grind, when grind, I can't even speak, when grime came to fruition and people like Diz, Kane, and all the men were just kind of championing the sound, mm. it was like a long, long time ago. If you really yeah. do it, it's a long time ago. So for it to still be popping and everyone checking for grime now, it doesn't even make sense in terms of the way music goes around and loops and roundabouts. So it's only it's only natural. And even if you deep some of the lyrics and sometimes in grime, the biggest tracks were like very, very basic yeah. kind of shallow lyrics. 
Oh yeah, of course. So it's yeah. like now, yeah. So it's like now, like we've grown up, we're older people, we've got different, we're in different phases of, of our life. That potentially doesn't really resonate with us anymore. We've got different options. We've got stuff from the states, more stuff from the UK. So it's just, it's for me, it's natural. It's natural to just kind of move away from genres. Yeah, yeah. I told. I, I never told. forget, but there's a there's a thing for me with Graham, yeah, and I'll never forget it. Big up Logan Sam. I know he's got his critics, but for me. I used to listen on a Monday night, Steve. Yeah, it yeah. was a ting, bro. It was a ting. It was Logan Sama. Get me from eleven to one. Man had school the next day. Who gives a damn about that? <laughs> I'm in my box room, I'm locked in. I'm hearing Skept on the intro. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm gassed. I'm hearing the latest freestyle from whoever it is, Frisco, Boy Better Know, Movement, anyone. Like it was the place to be, and it was exciting because you like you're not like now you see visuals and all the rest of it, but these yeah. times I'm just hearing. And I can just imagine the energy in the room and like, that's how I kind of fell in love with radio. And that, that's where my, my my love for grime was enhanced. So whatever people say about Logan, I get it, cool. <laughs> but in terms of the music and how he helped like push up these men and not even push up these men, but just like expose people to the sound. Yeah. I salute yeah. him to that, you get me? Honestly, I'm I'm literally I'm literally the same. Like I remember that was like my first that was like my first experience with with, with radio. Like I remember my brother saying, um, I didn't even know who, who Logo was at the time. I just remember him um just for, like from tuning in from like around 11, 11 to one. I just thought mm. it was mad that like I'm hearing these I'm hearing these guys on the radio. And as soon as like Channel U came out and um I like I, 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 as I matured a bit musically. And I started exploring it. I just remember thinking, like, yeah, like it's it's just crazy that that like these artists were, were on the radio, and especially now, now like seeing how how that kind of helped them like within their career, it helped it expose them to different different areas across across the UK. And I just thought, yeah, it's just it's just so mad. And that's when I realized that yo, like, if you could play stuff like if you if you could play music like this on the radio, that's when I started to like um like vision myself. I see myself being like a radio presenter, presenter and like, again, doing, doing what he did, like giving, giving like a platform to, to like these, to these, um, uh, yeah, to these un, unheard, unheard um, artists. And I feel mm. like that's, that's something that I've, I've always wanted to do. That's, that's something that I still want to do, like create a platform for like the, like the, the rappers or the, the singers that aren't, that aren't getting the recognition that the recognition that they need because I'm I'm a firm believer that especially in the UK that the talent that we have here is just is just so it's insane so, yeah it's, it's just so it's so immense and I feel like people just need they just need like that platform that they can go to and plug their music and then hopefully um yeah hope hopefully um that the right people the right people listen to it and that's how fan bases start and okay. um and, and a few episodes ago this is when we were speaking about the whole like TikTok gener generation and I feel like it's kind of going away, away from like the talent side. I feel so. I feel like now you need to, as an artist, you need to have more of a social media presence, and it's more about like the vibe than actual talent. So I feel like a platform like that is needed. Is needed more than, more more than ever really. And I don't have, I don't have an issue with like the way music is going, but I just feel like a platform is still needed for these artists to kind of fully, fully um, excel in. But um, having said that, um, I can't remember who it was. I believe it was Dave. I believe it was Dave that said um, black um, black people um, they they thrive in what do you say? They thrive in music and sports because 
you can't you can't deny you can't deny their talent. Do you know how people say? Not um, people say like how in in most areas around London, uh, people feel like the only way they can actually make it out out of the area is through music and sports. And I feel like mm. that's I feel like I agree. I believe it was Dave. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Dave. Um, yeah. I, I I kind of agree because I feel like music and and sports. You can't you can't deny that talent with music you can you can express yourself and if you listen to a track you can you can fall in love you can fall in love with the track you, you can fall in love with the artist and and, and and their style of music and um that music can be passed around the country with sports you can look at someone uh, whether it's whether it's football basketball athletics whatever you can look at someone and they can have the skill there and and it's clear whereas in other careers I feel like other people can can kind of um it's easier to be judged it's easier to be to be rejected um it's easier to be ignored i, I hear but, you and yeah. I, I hear you hear what you're saying but i also really think it's important i know like obviously music and and sports are you know really important as well but i think to, to kind of we need to we need to look outside of those those disciplines as well yeah and try yeah. and and try and like excel in other ones other um, disciplines and professions but i think it's also about having that access and exposure because like sometimes when I was speaking to some guys that I met uh, recently uh, from South London and they were telling me about their experiences in school and kind of like their the teachers and what they the teachers were saying about them in terms of going into the school being searched on their way into school like other guys waiting for them outside and it was like the trauma of their experience of life outside of learning was just so mad that it was almost impossible for them to really focus on the learning side of it. Mm. And I think it's important to have people that can come into schools and talk to you about actually if you do X, if you do Y, you can get into this career, you can get into this profession. There's P's in this, there's P's in that. And I think, yeah, it's just about it comes down to exposure. So just going back to that point. Yeah. So then do you do you feel like um like with music, with music or sports, but um speaking about music for now, um, because there's more there's more black owned labels or there's more black owned independent labels or, or um, more people are running or running studios. It's, it's kind of easier to kind of fall in that place. Uh, with sports, I know there's, there's more like um, black agencies and there's more representations, there's more of, of, a, of a clear path. But um, do you feel like because in, in both industries, there's more, there's more support for for um for for like the underrepresented groups it's kind of easier to kind of fall into them places rather than yeah. me that um i used to i was big into i was big into advertising and i left mm-hmm. the uni and i just i had had issues and so many i had so many issues getting into like like just working within within the advertising industry um yeah uh, but i felt like imagine there that if they're at the time if there was like a like a black owned a black owned like agency creative agency I feel like mm-hmm. that would be easier, but like there weren't there weren't that many. I thought there was only like two or three, no, not not even three. Probably probably one or two like black owned agencies, and they were already over overpopulated, and it was a big issue for me. Whereas if I was like a musician, it would be easier because uh, I know so and so has a studio. I know so and so runs a label. I know so and so. I, I Steve, I hear you on that, but I also don't as well because I feel like with music, it's overpopulated. Yeah, I feel like everyone's making music. Is that fair to say? Like, there's everybody. Yeah, yeah everybody a lot of people making are making music, music but it's, so, it's easier for everyone for everyone to to make a career out of it. I I don't know. I I really don't know in that you know because you've got obviously you've got people like Tion Wayne that and Russ that have just got the 
number one, massive. Yeah. But not everybody's doing that. They might have yeah, got, but, but you don't, they might have got their niche. They got, a, they got a formula that works. They got a song that bangs. Yeah, cool. You get what I'm saying? But it's not everyone that's gonna go into music can pave a way for themselves like that. For me, if you're saying you want to do that advertising thing, and there's less of us in it, yeah. then maybe that's an opportunity for you. Yeah. And I think when we got the we got the social networks like that, like I think I don't use LinkedIn, but mm. I think everybody that I speak I've spoken to that's professional or into the arts, whatever. I've said LinkedIn's amazing. I've got loads of work off that. Twitter, I find Twitter to be the most amazing resource in terms of finding people that are talking about things I'm interested in. Yeah. And then through that, potentially there's career opportunities or there's placement opportunities or there's work experience or there's just, let me just read this guy's thread on X and learn from this and try and imp, uh, implement this into my own life and stuff like that. So, you know, I feel, I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like, it was, I feel like with music, I feel like you don't need to, you don't need to chart to, to have like a proper career, to have like a, a, a um, yeah, to have a successful career. Like you don't need to consistently get, get like, I don't know, top, top, top 20 songs or top, top 20 album. I feel like mm-hmm. the platforms we have now with like the YouTube, um, with, with GRM, GRM, SB, Link Up, like you can, you can create you can have like a massive fan base and have a successful career um but yeah i just feel like other industries it's it's always it's always been a it's always been a um it's always been a struggle and i feel like now i feel like if i was coming out of university now and um i was still interested in in like working for like a creative agency again i feel like it'll be i feel like it'll be easier because i feel like now there's more people there's more people that look like me in certain positions yeah. that I can I could go to, but when I was coming out of university, um, yeah, I, I remember like a man, like a man at a agency, a white man at an agency. He sat me down and like, he made me write down um, like all the all the different agencies that I had applied for, and he just literally went off like one by one, ticking them, saying, you know what, you're never gonna get into this place. You're never gonna get into this place. You're never gonna get to this place because you don't you don't look like them. You don't go to the same university as them. You're not drinking the same same pub as them. You don't wear the same suits as them. It was like, unfortunately, that's how, how that's did that make industry. how did that make you feel? Man, I was feel? I was living because I spent I spent like I spent like two years applying applying, fix up a CV, cover letters, going to these places, having interviews. And this is me that like, I had I had years of experience because I knew I had a feeling what the industry would be like. So I I, I expected to come out maybe like a year or six months. I, I'd, I'd find a job. So I'm all applying for these jobs, not knowing. So when he sat me down and he just he just said it straight, I was like, wow. And like in my head, I was thinking, like, what 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 do I do? Like, what's what's there for me? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't lie. It it cut me. It cut me a lot because I was so heavily in, in, interested in working work for like these these brands or working on these different campaigns and yeah I can't like it it cut it cut a lot and I just remember having having like some sort of like identity crisis as in like what what career what career can I move into now what what can I do like with all my experience and stuff like what yeah what, yeah, what field what field can I, can I go into and I, 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 I keep thinking even till today I just remember thinking like if that guy did sit me down and explain it to me like would I still be applying for for all these different all these different like, agencies and it's just it's just mad it's just mad so when I see like when I see 
um, all these different labels pop, popping up now. When I see um, so many black radios popping up now, when I see so many sports agencies, like, I just think it's it's nice to see. Like if I was if I was a rapper, if I was a not not even just a rapper, if I was like a producer, if I was a I don't know like a an a, 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 an aspiring um, A&R, um, or agent or a manager there's just so many people I can go to there's so many places where I could start off with so many places where I could get experience from and I think it's just so interesting to see and I think it's so inspiring to see that those people that want to fill those roles there's just so many examples that you can go to and I just feel yeah. like I hope that that um, especially as a as a community and as a generation um, we start to kind of create our own our own paths like i'm starting to see it now i'm starting to see like more more black owned um, um creative agencies um yeah. and I, I guess that's why I was, I was such a big fan of, of like like no signal like i was hearing songs that i that i played on my laptop never expected to hear it on radio and um during like during like the first lockdown that's all i was hearing i just thought yo this is this is mad this was, this was so sick and i just remember like oh, i wanted more people to listen to like the the NS battles, I wanted more people to like to to promote it, and I was just, mm. yeah, I was just so happy that that it, that it took off. But um, me too, and I think I think with no signal, it, it's it's so beautiful to see build up everyone involved in that and how slick the production is, honestly. the marketing is. But I think that the main, and I think you, you, people may say, oh, he's being whatever, but I think it's really simple. It's for the people, by the people, mm-hmm. and I think that's the USP, and I think they're killing it, and I think because of that, people. Uh, resonate it resonates with people and people are drawn to it and as long as they keep going and do their thing they'll be they'll just grow and grow easy. honestly man like, I, I, I hope easy. so I hope so because uh, we've got a generation of, we've got a generation of people that like have choice now you have choice like when I was growing up we talk about music and heritage when I used to go to my mum's friend's house uh, auntie Yvonne she'd always have choice FM on and if it was Daddy Ernie or or Jeff Schumann, they were always running just rhythms, mm. just like rhythms. So it's like now, if you're a youngster, and you know you, someone's playing No Signal, you're gonna just be, you're gonna just that's gonna be your go-to. Yeah, you know what I mean. So there's 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 and obviously it, it it's accessible in that you know you can listen to it on the on the go on your phone etc. Like it's it's a generational thing. As, yeah. as long as people are playing it you, and you like the music, you're, you're going to be drawn and hooked to it. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. What what do you think? What do you think that the future looks looks like for um with like with more black people filling filling roles like within the within the industry? So I know like how we mentioned which industry you mean? Like the, sorry, like the music industry. So like how we just mentioned oh, okay. um, like like no signal. Like how do you think? Like let's say. Uh, let's say let's say 10, 10, 15 years time from now for, for, from now with more stations like, like radio popping up and I'm sure I saw um a Croydon, a Croydon station has now has now now started and that looks like it's black owned as well. Uh, what do you think it, it looks like for um for the industry in like 10 roughly yeah roughly 10 15 years time? I think it's I think it's healthy man. I think it's really healthy healthy and when I when I came into radio, I fell into radio when I was uh, I was at uni. There's a guy at uni that said, "Do you want to have? Or do you guys are you guys interested in doing radio?" And I was doing journalism at the time. And I think I can't lie. I think if it wasn't for that brother, then my life may have not panned out the same way. And your brother as well, because of he he told me about an opportunity at Rince. Um, I think it's beautiful to see that there's so much growth 
and in terms of when I say that, I mean people in positions of power that are that look like us, that talk mm-hmm. like us, that walk like us, etc. And that will only benefit us in terms of skills. I think it's really important because sometimes you go to places and you're like you're there, you're present, but you're not that you're not you're not this person or the go-to person with the skills or the contacts doesn't look like you, doesn't sound like you, etc. And I think now that you've got people like um, No Signal that are just killing it, and you've got people, music execs, that are, there's more black music execs now, and there's a lady, uh, big rap, her name's Whitney Boateng, um, Boateng yeah. sorry, and she's just become um, a music agent at WME, so one of the biggest booking agencies in the entire planet. Um, and there's a black woman from, uh, I think she's from London, yeah, from London, yeah. that is, um, you know, in this huge position of power, and it's like, she's got huge following on, on socials. And it's like, n- without a shadow of a doubt, there'll be someone that looks at that, says, actually, boom, I can actually do this. Maybe, you know, maybe they won't know Whitney's struggle and hustle and all the journey she's been through. But it's just like, not, not that it's easier now or it's attainable, but it's like, it's actually a thing. It's actually a thought process. Oh, actually, there is someone that looks like me that's in this position. Maybe I can do it too. Mm. And I think people like Whitney, there's a girl called Alex Ampafo, um, who, who's killing it in life. She works for Metropolis. Uh, people like Anthony Brown, Jamie Shaughnessy. There's like there's lots of people bubbling around that are doing really well in, in live. And are, but they're, they're not just doing well. They're, they're making other people aware of how to do what they're doing. They're not, do you get what I'm trying to say? And that's important. Yeah. It's about... Um, What's the phrase? What's the phrase? Each one teach one, right? Is that the phrase? Mm. Or am I getting it wrong? I have no idea. I don't know if it is. <laughs> but 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 passing on, but you might have to edit that. But passing on that knowledge is is so important. And yeah. when it's coming from someone that looks like you, it just makes it makes everything um, I think a little bit more easy. Not that it's easy in itself to, yeah. to attain these things and get to these positions, but it makes it become kind of actually I can see this with my own eyes. Yeah, you know, and that's that's beautiful. Honestly, so the future's I- bright is what I'm trying to say. The future is bright. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's that's part of that's part of the reason why um why I really wanted to kind of create this um um create this kind of music collection to kind of to kind of um to pass on um I want them to I want, I'd like for my kids to kind of explore explore it um, explore music themselves. So I feel like I feel like um especially me me being being like um being a creative, I feel like it listening to music and it just helps me with with so much helps me with my with my creativity like I listen to when I'm in that when I'm in that zone I, I like listen to, to instrumentals I listen to like different different genres it's not just it's never just being like just grime and hip-hop and rap there's like if you go through like my my Spotify playlist there's like there's music from the 90s from like the 80s from the 60s and I feel like mm-hmm. uh, just for me exploring exploring those those different genres it, it's kind of helped me to uh, it just helped me with like with like my creativity and my and my ideation and when I'm working with on like different campaigns or I'm trying to appeal to different to different audiences um I got I go back and, and I listen to like these, these different albums and um and especially be, being like a music enthusiast like I'd I'd like for my kids to kind of be like that as well to kind of understand mm-hmm. to understand my generation or to understand like their grandparents generation um to listen to listen to these albums to kind of understand like the different issues that the different issues that we face, the different struggles that we had, and yeah. hopefully that that'll be part of their journey, and they kind of take that with them as they grow up, and then as they as they go into life. 
that's that's all it's, it's so important man honestly it's so that's important. Important. I, I i remember going going to my dad's house yeah and just spending an evening just playing tunes man listening to him play songs after songs if it's funk if it's jazz if it's soul if it's blues if it's reggae if it's rap uh, those those experiences and those times those moments for me those are rich and will live in the live long in the memory honestly honestly it's, it stays it stays it stays in it it stays in the head and it's i just i i think i i just wish that in in that moment i wish i knew what was happening i wish i i wish i took it in more i wish i embraced it more and mm. i guess that's my I, I won't call it a regret but that's a, that's just the one thing that i wish that i took more notice of um in in that moment in that moment so that's what that's what i'm trying to do now so musically um, I'm just trying to embrace as much as I can now because I know in the future I don't want to look back and think, oh, I wish I wish I paid attention to that genre or that artist more. I just want to mm. embrace it now and try to do things differently. And hopefully I can kind of pass that on to like my nieces and hopefully like my nephews and my, and my own my yeah. own kids. My own kids. But um yeah, that's that's it for <laughs> that's it for today's episode. Um yeah, I knew I knew today. I knew to, I knew I knew this episode would be good because I I just felt like um, speak yeah speaking to you about about this topic I just felt like especially with like interest we we had we have similar interests so I knew it would always be interesting to kind of hear how um, yeah just hear, hear how how you got to where you were today and yeah man especially especially for me because I obviously I, I I knew how I how I kind of got to like how I am today so it was interesting to kind of hear that from you. Hearing, uh, um, hearing about your background, um, I think I, I, there was a few surprises. I wasn't expected to hear like the Amy Winehouse um, that your mum put you onto. I can't remember how, yeah. I, how I heard it, but I just think that's that's literally just so that's so interesting. Like imagine like my imagine my parents putting me onto like these artists. I'll just be boy like <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the thing, man. Like it, today's been beautiful. It's been a wholesome conversation that's gone off in tangents, but it's 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 on the same thread. So I just yeah. I love that. But one thing I had to throw in before we leave is me and you, I feel like we've bonded over our love for a, a man from North London that is what some people call the king of grime. I don't know how he's coming. I don't know how his name's not been mentioned yet. It's mad, right. but you we know have to throw is. his name in there quickly. Uh, you know it is, yeah. You know it is. I mentioned him on like every, almost almost every episode. And okay, okay, okay. He's just the fan club is here still. It's here, like <laughs> it's live and it's, it's bubbling. I feel like I feel like Skepta, yeah. I don't know what like I remember I remember the first track I heard, it was um it was Skepta Skepta the End, where he just came on and he sent for like he sent for Bear Man. And then <laughs> and then I remember hearing like okay, he's he's Nigerian and then he grew up in Tottenham like myself. And I find out yeah. that, that we went to um he went to St. Paul's um, in, it's a primary school in Tottenham and I went to St. Paul's mm-hmm. as well. And then from there I was yeah. thinking like, yo, like, I don't know, I just thought like I could relate to, I could relate to this guy. I remember finding that like, Jamie was his brother, Julie was his sister and then the whole yeah. family and how, just how, how sick they are. The younger brother, he's, he's like a, um, he's an artist and he's Designer, a designer, artist. Yeah. yeah bit, of a, bit of a producer as well. I just remember thinking like, yo, this, this family, this family is sick. And then Skepta, like he produces and he can actually, he could actually spit as well. I just remember thinking, yeah, this this guy is cold. Like this guy is too too cold. So, anyway, I could big him up, man. I've got, I believe, I have all his, I have all his albums apart from, 
apart from doing it again, I think that album was. I don't think it was. I don't think it was one of his best, but yeah, man. Like even <laughs> even to what he's doing now, like he's got. I think he's got five five trainers with Nike, and he's got football boots out out with them as well. I just think yeah. like what he's what yeah. he's done for the scene is just it's just un, no no even the scene like what what he's just, what he's just done as a as a as a young as a young black man from from Tottenham. I think it's just it's just crazy like. When I listen to you, like and his early, early tracks to see where he's at now, it's just, it's just mad. It's one of my, I, like, I'm good, it's probably like the, one of the last things I'm gonna say on this one. But I remember just being in my, in my grandpa's with my brother on an old PC, like an old PC, and we was running, reflecting. Oh, my and we God. just kept, we just kept, we just kept going, just kept going, just kept, word for word. Like I believe that like, I'm not great with lyrics in terms of across the board, but yeah. that song there, and there's a few others that word for word, no one can step to me. Nice. You know, when sometimes you're in a dance or you're in a place where you never with with that song, <laughs> word for word. No, reflect, chorus. reflect. My name is Skepta about oh. chorus. Are you mad? <laughs> no, I don't know what it's about reflecting, but it's just it's definitely like my top, my top two, my top two Skepta tracks. But reflecting there, I don't know what it is about that track, but I just feel like he's he's in his zone. He's got a couple of tracks like that. Where he's just like mentally, like he's there, like he's spazzing out on that track. Yeah, reflecting is definitely up there for me. And I feel like Skepta, he's that type of artist that he can he can go deep. He, he could go deep with the lyrics, with the tunes and with the vibes. And he could also he could also switch it up and do yeah, but he's he's, he's versatile, and that's those those are the best artists and you know, the ones that are versatile. The ways, man. You know, one day I'm gonna have like a, I'm gonna dedicate a whole episode to him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write up like a couple paragraphs, and I'm just gonna reel it off. I'm just gonna. I feel like one day I'm gonna get a chance to interview him or something. Just have like sit down, and have a conversation, hopefully, hopefully document it. And you know, is it? That's why. That's part of the reason why why I want to get into radio so much. Like, I just want to shed light on just so many artists that that I'd like for us as a generation to fully embrace. Um, I feel yeah. like a lot of people, I feel like Dot Rotten again is one of them. I feel like a lot of people have their opinions on him, but I feel like people like him, I just feel like he's he, he's misunderstood and like the talent he has. Dot Rotten as a, as, a, as an MC and as a, as a producer. Producer? Mad. He can't, he can't, he can't, honestly, Young he can't be touched. He can't, mm. like, R, I, funny enough, I listened to R.I.P. Young Dot, I listened to that so late. I think it was like 2000, I don't know, 2004. 14, 15, maybe I listened to RF Young Dot. And I just want to think this guy, like he, he's so, so, so cold. But you know what? I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. What the, the time's coming where I'm gonna I'm gonna get like a platform to to um yeah, I'm gonna get a platform to to shed to revisit life. revisit the pioneers. Honestly. Revisit the pioneers, honestly, bro. Honestly. But um uh yeah, today I'll today I'll switch it up. Yeah, to um it's been a it's been a pleasure, it's been a pleasure having you on today's episode um thank you for having me bro appreciate you bro anytime anytime you want to hop on man you know you know where i'm at um to sign sign off the show i said last week i was gonna play i was gonna play an ofb track this is um band okay from ofb off the tape the drill commandments um look at me struggling to share my sound um yeah this is band okay with can't stop the clocks
a five. Dear God, thank you, I'm alive. Bro, pulled out some lean, that's on day sprite. Just to get him through some dirty nights. So, BG ain't thirsty like them other guys. I want a Mac with 30 fries. They got my guys locked down, all three the guys. Three the guys, all three the guys. Bro, got a habit with dirty sprite. I got a habit for getting cream. Ask my nigga for a price, say loyalty. It's only right that I love my team. Shorty bad, but not bad, you know what I mean. Red dot on your ass, that's a laser beam. Tell him small teeth, 30 on the merry jeans. Rat, 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 you was full of beans. I put Marky on my chest, and you shall on my back. Saying cool, and I bet we blow them heaters back. These beaters ain't normal, where you beat a rat. Mmm, where you beat a hat. On my side, niggas ride, we gotta get back. Then the opposition think they gotta get back. Can't let that, this I can't take that. Any bio, bunny mother, but I wet that. Now I guess I'm the one and then it's two, three, four. Heartless, I can't sleep no more. Big ride and I clean four, four. Don't get shot at this mean four door. She was claiming bando, I'm like, who me? Never. Since a G lock, no Uzi. When it can't, it slide like Tuesday. Spin it back, I create me a movie. Tell show you I can work till no nine to five. Good, thank you, I'm alive. Bro, pulled out some lean, that's on dirty sprite. Just to get him through some dirty nights. So, BG ain't thirsty like them other guys. I want a Mac with 30 fries. They got my guys locked down, all three the guys. Three the guys, all three the guys. Tell Shorty I can work till no 9 to 5. They're good, thank you, I'm alive. Bro, pulled out some lean, that's on dirty sprite. Just to get him through some dirty nights. So, BG ain't thirsty like them other guys. I want a map with 30 fries. They got my guys locked down, all three the guys. Three the guys, all three the guys. Yo, you never ripped your hood, but now you do. Joker. I bet your orders are proud of you. Your orders can't chat my name, won't allow them to. Cause I got more bands than all of you. Our youths was my kids, used to saw them too. Rose life thoughtful.